You're listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Racking Focus Podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard. And I'm John Doyle, and we're uh, continuing our journey through the uh, time stream, I guess, with Loki. <laughs> Stop wailing, or you will signal a lion. You mean the monster in the sky? Uh, thank you. This is the place where the TVA dumps its rubbish. Everything they prune. And Elias, he ensures none of it ever returns. It's a living tempest that consumes matter and energy. They send entire branched realities here that are devoured in an instant. We're in a shark tank. Elias is the shark. Oh, there's no such thing as an alligator tank. Besides, it's a better metaphor. He's overly sensitive like the rest of us. Hang on. You're telling me that thing's a Loki too? Oh, yes. Okay, fine, willing to accept that. Why are there so many of you? Because Loki survive. That's just what we do. Great, so how do we escape? We don't. All of us were arrested by the TVA and pruned, just like you. And just like you're doing right now, we all stood around making bad plans that went nowhere. Yes, but if you thought of using a tempad. Oh, the one thing that could easily get us out of here, yes. They're all over the place, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Fine, what about causing a Nexus event? The TVA doesn't care what happens here. No, surely there's something to do. There is. Survive. That's all there is. All there ever was. We're done talking. Let's go. Great, we're back with episode five of Loki. This is called Journey into Mystery. Journey into Mystery, right. Which was apparently a name of a comic book. It is the name of a comic book, right. So, yes, I, and I learned that from Screen Crush. If you're not watching Screen Crush for Easter eggs, that's where you get your Easter eggs. You're not going to get them here. All you're going to get is spoilers <laughs> and, uh, and maybe a good conversation or two. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've been Journey into Mystery is a comic that I read as a kid. Yeah. Although I wasn't a huge fan because it was more geared towards characters I was less interested in than right. my much more Earth-based or space-based folks. Yeah. It was the mystery world. Hmm. Hmm. Well, this was this was a good episode. I, the last two episodes, the Nexus event and this one, have been, I think, some of the stronger episodes in the entire in the entire series. Even though, even even though episode one and episode two setting up the entire world of the TVA has been so interesting, um, I don't know. What do you think of the episode? I think this was great. I think this is the best episode of the series. Yeah. Certainly, it looked like it was going to do things that I've been unhappy with in other Marvel properties. That uh -huh. sort of big giant monster at the end, and then it found a way to yep. do that eloquently and actually visually really interesting. So. Yep. Agreed. I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, I, I mean, we're really just starting on this. We, well, we, we learned very quickly where we are, right? And like almost what feels like a throwaway line from Richard E. Grant. Uh, right. Loki gets off the ground. Our Loki gets off the ground. Is like, where the heck are we? And Richard E. Grant says like four words. He's like, you're in the void. That's whatever it's faces giant smoke machine monster and we have to leave like there's there's there he set up everything we need to know within like two sentences exactly like, yeah. they're like we're not gonna waste any time this, this this is dangerous this is where you are let's get the heck out i'm of not here. even sure it was you can even call it truly exposition it was just yeah, like was information <laughs> to get us into the episode <laughs> and move yeah. forward yeah well and i like that it didn't over explain anything in that moment right uh and they just they just let us hit the ground running here um so yeah, so we're on a journey with classic Loki, played by Richard E. Grant, and then you have Kid Loki, 
you have boastful Loki. Right. Who a lot of people when I was talking with them, they were like, it "Looks like Thor." He was like, "Like a black Thor." I'm like, "It's that's another Loki." Like I don't know. Right when he has like the cheap ass made yeah, Thor he's hammer, like a right? Knockoff Mjolnir, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> um, and Kid Loki, right? Apparently kills Thor. He kills right? Thor in his his timeline. And yeah. then of course we also have. I would love to know how. Yeah. Well. I, it, it has to be that dagger, right? Because the dagger was pretty cool yeah. that he gave uh, yeah, oh yeah. our Loki yeah, like the, the flaming, variant the Loki. The flaming whatever. dagger. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Um, um, and I then mean, you have alligator. The alligator, Loki. <laughs> Which they cut, they cut to so frequently throughout this episode. And I, I don't know if it's just that I've spent so much time with the Lokis in the MCU in general and in this show. But I fully understand what Alligator Loki is thinking every time they cut to him. I loved that it was like they t- they were taking the him for his reaction shot, yeah. and and there was an emotional context to it, <laughs> even if it was, you know, no, there's no language. It was it was hilarious. I loved later too that um, Mobius says, uh, "Oh, yeah, oh yeah." I don't think we've ever. I don't think there's an alligator. I believe it, but uh, yeah. I don't remember. I, I don't remember an alligator. It seems like there would be that a would, memory of that. That would be the thing. <laughs> like this alligator look. It didn't even pop up in his like right. thing, right? When they showed in episode episode one or episode right, two, all the different all. variants. Yeah, alligator Loki didn't show up. Ogre Loki did, but alligator didn't. And uh, yeah, Mobius is back. Turns out he's he's not dead. None of them are dead. What happens is you get like sent to this purgatory. That is the void at the end of supposedly the end of time. Right. Uh, and uh, that's just where it transports you. So it doesn't kill you, just sends you elsewhere. And this is this is for everything. Right. Not right. just not just the uh, the Lokis who are being pruned. This is for the reset charges that are dropped. Right. It drops them into this this void. And, and it seems as if the re- so like the reason that is happening is not clear like why it's important that instead of killing them they move forward except that it's feeding this beast right like this creature that's yeah i guess the gatekeeper of this void to post void right business the curtain i mean the creature is for all practical purposes it's legitimately a smoke curtain yeah Yeah. but that the 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 man is behind or whoever is behind um that that creature seems to need to eat and he digests whatever comes through. Yeah, he, he just eats anything and everything. Uh, and it's not even really, I guess it is eating. He, it's it's just like this, it's like dissolves and disintegrates people almost or, or items. Um, but yeah, so I, I feel like that, you know, they send him there to the end of time because there's no, uh, there's no nexus events that happen in that space, right? So right. it's not causing any trouble to the timeline in that in that space. It's just this neutral area. It's like a garbage dump, right? right? It's a void. I mean, it's a void. Literally, right. they call it the void. It's it's this void well, that doesn't it is matter. It's a garbage in, dump, right? Yeah. It's just like it's it's another apocalypse in a sense, right? Where nothing makes it out alive because it's the end because of, time. of because of that smoke monster right. and because it's the in quotes the end of time. Right. We don't know if it actually is the end of time. Chances are, it's probably not the Something end. Something else is going on, right? right. Um, so yeah, very interested to see where they they take us. But everybody's still alive. If you've been pruned, you're there unless you've been eaten by. Um, I can't think of the beast's name. I'm gonna look it up while you. But talk. All the, you know the idea is that all of the people who go there get killed. And so my issue, of course, again, is like, well then why not just kill them? Like, it, 
Right. So there is some structure here that the people in the TVA don't understand about this world. And so they're they're They think they're sending them to the void, you know, or they're pruning them and killing them, destroying them. But they don't understand that when they get to the void, there's a chance they could remain alive. Yeah. And why you would not just destroy them and you'd send them to this weird prison is a fascinating thing that I hope we explore at least at some level um, when we get to wherever we're going next week. Yeah. So why, why, why would they send them here rather than just kill them? Yeah, right. Well, and, and the funny thing is we haven't seen any creatures on this planet living and surviving except for Loki's. Right. Loki's are the only thing. And Mobius. And Mobius. And that's only because he's been there for about right, an hour time, probably. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's got that. He's driving around in that pizza. Yeah. He's got a, he's got vehicle. like a. Yeah. Uh, and he understands probably what this space is. I don't know if he knew that. I don't know. I mean, Renslayer knew. Renslayer knew at least some decent amount of information. There's still. Informa- she's still in the dark about mm-hmm. whatever is behind the curtain, right? Yeah, but she knew that the void existed, and that's where people were being sent. Mm-hmm. Which, which practically to her was like, yeah, we're gonna prune you. We're not killing you, but something else is killing you. And it may just be this thing where they're able to wipe their hands clean, of, sure. right? Like they're not. We're not the ones killing, but we're f- we're practically sending you to to your death, right? And but we're not the ones doing it. Right. But it's gonna happen there anyway. So whether you survive for a hundred years or not. You know, you're going to die eventually in that space. There's no getting out. Um, but I I think I'd rather, I don't know if I'd rather be sent to the void or be trapped in a time loop, a time loop prison. I think I'd rather be sent to the void with the chance of getting out. Because I don't know if the time loop would really, if I'd ever get out of it, you'd just be punched in the balls. Yeah, a hundred times. times. Yeah, she certainly talked about, I mean, she offers that opportunity, which she isn't really offering, right? Because there's trickster business happening. Mm, yeah. Uh, but uh, with, uh, Sylvie, but you know the idea that I'll put you in a happy loop, you know. Yeah, right. Forever. We'll make it a nice memory. Yeah. Um, that you'll be stuck in. Yeah, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound any better. So it, that just sounds like a cage for you to lose your mind in. But at least in the void, you're able to have friends of some sort. One well, agency, you can make choices. You can, and yeah, you can right? you can decide your own destiny a little bit, even if that destiny is being eaten by Eliath, the smoke monster. Right. Uh, so. Right. I mean. Uh, yeah, which we see in the end happen, right? Like Richard E. Grant is consumed, or at least yeah. something like that. Well, yeah. and he and he says, "My glorious purpose," right before being eaten. I'm like, okay, so this. I'm glad he's found what he feels like is his purpose in his story that he was meant to come to this this place, right? Like he he right. and he was his his is interesting because he's only a variant because he dodged the death of Thanos. Or his death at Thanos' hand. Right. Right. But he remains a Loki in that world in privacy until the end when he decides to sort of attempt to rejoin the universe. The second, so apparently you can decide to isolate yourself as a variant within the timeline as long as you're not making any moves to try and disrupt that timeline in any way. Right. You're interacting with any person or thing. Then you're gonna then you're gonna be be, be labeled and, and caught right, but uh, yeah he has his own glorious purpose at the end and which was said quite frequently I feel like throughout this entire episode right looping us back to episode one right yeah uh, so that was that was pretty cool and he kind of created this giant recreation of Asgard uh, to distract Elioth and uh, 
give give uh, Loki and Sylvie some time to. I don't know what you enchant him. Enchant right? the yeah, which was creature. cool, right? Because that's where, that's where it, you know it, it did. I don't. It, where the other shows fell off, or at least where WandaVision fell off, was when it, they decided to all of a sudden have a fight in the air, a lot of CGI that we hadn't seen throughout the entire right. f- the entire show, and it felt like so out of the blue, like this didn't fit because it wasn't grounded anymore. But because this has been a tool that they've been using for the entirety of the show, it just felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. Right? Then that's what you were getting at a little bit with, like, you felt like it was going to take a different direction but it's stuck on course right right? exactly and one the idea was it wasn't about a fight it was about operating with the tools that they have and it also allowed for intimacy right so like one of the things that happens in that sequence and i know we're jumping to the end right at the start here but you know we get classic loki or richard grant doing this like operatic almost i kept thinking of um you know uh some like Fitzcarraldo or, right. or a Gear of the Wrath of God, like great German sort of pseudo expressionist kind of yeah. filmmaking, like this big giant activity that he's doing. It's so huge and yeah. the music is swelling with the same kind of sound. There's opera taking place. And that Loki costume is so crazy, right? Like it's one of those costumes from a comic that should yeah. not be able to exist I in the real world. R- yeah, but it can because it's in the void. Right. And and I, I feel like I heard like Ride of the Valkyrie yeah, playing, they were playing right? Ride of the Valkyrie. Yeah. It, uh, so it's like Osaka. Uh, it's right, uh, the name is right in Star Wars. Am I saying that right? Is my brain doing it? I don't know. It's the like who? Girl with the hair. The 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 samurai. Uh, uh, Ahsoka. The, Ahsoka, right? Yeah. Backwards. Sorry. Um, the it's she's an impossible figure to make in the real world. Yeah, it's difficult. And right? then they figure out a way to do it, right? right. So Disney and you know. Star Wars studios that whatever we're calling <laughs> the work they're doing Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm. that they're um, they they find a way to do it so that it, it it works in the world and they sort of cheat yeah the animation and, and work through it here this comic figure can't I mean those horns don't work in the laws of physics how does the hat work <laughs> like there, it's his insane. head would, his, he would be like hunched over oh he must have such because those horns muscles. would be would be so heavy um, on and, the front end and so so it's re- it really is interesting to see that character sort of blossom and because it's this older Loki that's focused on magic we get the story of the classic Loki being the Loki of real magic not of weapons and all of that was really great and that swirling event that took place for all of its grandeur with Asgard it was still going in tight on Richard E. Grant Mm -hmm. and the the creature for as big as it was and as reminiscent as it was of the smoke Smoke monster and lost Lost. i know that was the first thought i had too um (laughs) it it uh it it, we did have these intimate moments with sylvie and loki yeah and and all of that is what made this quite different than what happened it didn't focus on the spectacle and focus focus on the character right right those characters didn't shrink down to animated yeah. avatars they re- retain their everything humanity. that they did had purpose because you know richard richard e grant classic loki's uh you know act of creating recreating asgard as a distraction wasn't just for this cool moment but it was to give tom hiddleston's loki a chance to realize that we are more powerful than we think we are right and now we're actually all the same we're just in different stages and di- we've we've had these different pockets of 
we've we've somehow learned different abilities and different skills but because we're all the same we actually have all these same abilities we just have to tap into that right and uh that obviously gives them the edge to to enchant together sylvie and loki to enchant Eliath together well and giving uh hiddleston's loki real power as opposed to whatever uh-huh. trickery, trickery power that he's mm-hmm. had is is great for his future in the mcu for a second right. season of this and series. Uh, we've actually seen him do that before in the past but we haven't seen it we haven't seen like the green color come out of it he does it to valkyrie in uh right. ragnarok you can kind of see her past with um you know hella's attack right uh but we we don't see what that actually like is what that power is mm-hmm. what that magic is so it's not it seems like he could do it at some point in his journey but because he's in technically in the past he hasn't learned how to do that quite yet right. so uh i imagine i imagine that we're going to see him if if loki and or sylvie come out of this either together or individually we're going to see a much more powerful version of either of those characters right in the future in the and future. whether or not they enter the full mcu at some point Right. again or they remain as disney series figures in another series i think is yet to be seen yeah and in the same way that i don't know how you're going to be able to not play with those other variants in the future i mean there's there's no way yeah. we're i just can't imagine we're not going to see kid loki again well well right well case in point they've set up the young avengers and like yeah, no, every right. single every single show so far right and we're going to continue that in hawkeye later this year and so i imagine that kid loki and likely alligator loki will also pop up can you imagine if, if kid loki and alligator loki were just buddies and they just hung out all the time they in the in the really real world close. They, do. they do they really do um i mean at one point kid loki threw alligator loki on somebody and it was great and they just they just i don't know they just teamed up oh, it, it was, was awesome. so good when uh alligator loki bit off bit off the hook style <laughs> president loki's <laughs> hand just really good i mean wh- i, I want to say this about so let's back up then yes and talk yeah, about yeah. We'll, we'll just jump around to whatever we think where of, we want. yeah so like when, when the the loki foursome gets together that you know richard e grant actually they all talk about the fact that we we're survivors loki's are survivors that's why we're alive yeah and, and so we need to be conscious there they need to be conscious that they can they, that's what they do and that's what they're going to do mm-hmm. and they're banded together out of necessity right and it seems like everyone is too trustworthy right there's that yeah the, the episode needs them to be able to trust each other yeah. and so they're going to trust each other and uh, our loki our hiddleston's loki is definitively in a different place than the other He's, three we've seen him go through more of a of an emotional change uh, this character arc has has really his character arc has been s- condensed. Right. W- what was in the, you know, the full MCU timeline has been condensed into five episodes, right, or even four episodes. We've we've seen him catch up to where he was right. uh, in the MCU, and maybe even episodes. beyond that. Ultimately. And beyond that, actually, right. yeah. By this episode, he says things uh, specifically in his conversation with Sylvie underneath the the blankets. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, that you know he's not going to betray her because he understands his place in the universe now and like that is that's that is further than the loki that we knew right. i think in the sacred timeline right exactly right but again the time uh, the timeline thing's so problematic for me i'm going to leave it alone it's so difficult to talk about but but to as they walk they they are trustworthy and it's so critical yeah that um boastful loki is the betrayer 
because it allows us to remember this is a world of Lokis, right? Like yeah. it's a world full of people who are at their nature at right. different levels of development and and they're tre treacherous. And we, we need to have that in our mind mm -hmm. for two reasons. One, it legitimizes our experience. So mm -hmm. there's a point when we start to say, like we call BS on the show because right. suddenly you need them all to get along because they're going to yeah, get along. Yeah, because we know the nature of Lokis too, right? right. Like th this doesn't feel right. Somebody has to screw somebody over at some point. Or else it doesn't, it's it not doesn't right, work. right? It yeah. doesn't work. And the other thing it does is it establishes for us an underlying potential for Loki to betray Sylvie or Sylvie to betray Loki at the right. end. And we need that doubt and there's a great moment near the end where loki steps behind sylvie yes. that yeah that i legitimately was concerned for a second and and that only happens because we have been reminded of that distrustful nature of the loki by the the that activity with boastful loki and and ultimately president loki and the rest of the whatever and loki the gang the loki. That the, <laughs> i mean the whatever they yeah president loki was go well okay so boastful loki betrayed uh uh kid loki both Loki betrayed Kid Loki to become new King, King Loki. Loki. And then President Loki and his band of Lokis betrayed Boastful Loki. Who was betraying, who was betraying President Loki. Who, who was betraying, betraying Kid Loki. Lo right, to it, it, President this, Loki. It's this line of... And then the band of people under President Loki were going to be betray President Loki. Right. And they were just going to end up back at square one with nobody in charge of anybody. By doing that, exactly. like they were just going through again this loop that Lokis tend to go through, right? Um, because they have no hero to defeat them, right? Like, yeah, and normally and exactly. you'd be defeated. They would get stopped before they got to yeah, that point, right? right? And so when we see the bloodletting, we know that this is how far it ends up going. Like things yeah. go really wrong <laughs> when the Lokis are without someone in front of them, like yeah. like pushing that pushing or back. Pulling, pushing back, right? Yeah. Stopping the madness of what they're doing right um, but I thought that scene was really great and it's I kept thinking of Peter Pan throughout that whole sequence mm -hmm. this idea of like Neverland and the yeah, Lost right, Boys right. never growing up um, yeah. and these you know the, that gang of clearly the people. alligator biting off the hand yeah all yeah. of this stuff that matches sort of Peter Pan language in right. it um, and we have, in a way, Peter and Wendy with Sylvie and mm. Loki, although I may be pushing the metaphor there. I just think the imagery was like really sure. clear yeah, about yeah. that. They were in this like bowling alley yeah. space. Oh, that space was beautiful, too. It was a that cool was looking really space. set dress really well. Um, and loads of loads of little things throughout the this world that we were in, UFOs. Um, Loads of Easter eggs, loads right, of the, things everywhere. The quote-unquote Philadelphia experiment. Boat. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that Thanos' helicopter that he flew in a comic at right. one point, right? Like random we, stuff. And that's you know the wonderland of Easter eggs is a big gift for this, and it doesn't yeah. have any significance for plot, but it does. It doesn't also doesn't derail us because they're there, which right. sometimes can happen right. with you well, know and littering. They, well, and they make sense here because right. anything can exist. Mm -hmm. Right, any even anything that's weird, a, hel a helicopter with the name Thanos on the tail, is weird. That would not fit at all in our sacred timeline, what right. we'll call the sacred timeline. But it fits here because anything can exist. Mm -hmm. Legitimately, uh, alligator. I'm bought in to an alligator Loki on the show. Right. I care about that creature. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, th there's there's got to be what you always want from these are like. Uh, like a mini episode like they do with Star Trek Discovery where they do these like short yeah. trips yeah. where they do these three minute versions where they're either right. introducing characters or fleshing out something a character said or did and having a 
brief alligator Loki yeah. three minute storyline yeah. would be hilarious. hilarious. It would be wonderful. so funny. Um, but what this, you know, there's there's there were two lines that happened that, that were said that really caught me um, throughout this show. And actually, they were really kind of, you know, close together. Uh, the first was said when they're all sitting around in the bowling alley and Loki delivers this line to classic Loki that essentially boils down to it's never too late to change. He says that to, to classic right. Loki. Yeah. Um, and that is what spurs on classic Loki's decision at the end. We see him look back at one point as he's walking mm-hmm. away with kid Loki and alligator Loki. And we think he's going to turn around and help. But he decides not to. He continues going. Right. And then all of a sudden we see Asgard being resurrected. And uh, sure enough, it's classic Loki deciding it's not too late to change. And, and our Loki has had enough of a change in his own life that he's able to allow for change in other people and able to help right. other people change as well um, for the better, which is, which is very cool. The other line that was said was by Kid Loki when they're leaving the... Uh, the the murderous Loki party um, after they they've portaled out of there um, and he says uh, he says something along the lines is of like we always get the, we always get like caught when we try to improve ourselves or something like that. something along those lines I don't remember what exactly um, but that was I mean that seemed like it would be the case for Loki in the sacred timeline every time there's tr- some kind of like improvement they're trying to make that 100% goes against the sacred timeline. And so Loki was never allowed to improve himself or herself or their self. Uh, And the second they did, that was when they would get picked up by the TVA. Right, right, pruned away, et cetera. And so Loki has been destined to never be somebody who improves himself unless it was part of that sacred timeline improvement, which even to the very end of... I mean, he dies in, in at the beginning of Infinity War, right? Mm-hmm. Moments after Ragnarok ends. Right. And even at the end of Ragnarok, he's still trying to screw over Thor by duplicating himself and yep. and not allowing him to get the ship to get off of Sakaar. So, like, he's still screwing people over to the very end of his life. It's... So, yeah, anyway, I thought those two lines were... were um, I don't know, they just really stuck out to me. Um, and I think that they played off or paid off in the end. Yeah, I, uh, I have to say, that my, the, so you're going to talk about lines. The, the area, the only place that this episode dipped for me, sure, and it was about di- uh, just a piece of dialogue, not what happened. Yeah, I th- I loved the Sylvie Loki sitting out under the blanket moment, mm-hmm. but some of that dialogue became a trite for me. Sure, there was questions about asking about your future and yeah. where, where do you see yourself and that kind of stuff that felt like it doesn't it 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 felt forced in an effort to try and help build this relationship that the chemistry between the two of them is perfectly fine. Like I felt almost the opposite only because, and I get why you're saying it for sure. For me, it felt um, like they, it felt to me like they've seen other people do this and they felt like they should do this, but they don't know how the heck to do this. And so they were just making things up based on what they've seen. It's like, and it feels trite or it feels really weird and out of place because it almost feels like uh, a filmmaker who's watched a film and then they tried to replicate that exact moment with like cheesier dialogue or with something that doesn't feel motivated and it feels very forced. 
And that to me, it all felt to me like they were like, we don't know how to do this. And it, this definitely is weird for us because we know of Loki's as not being this loving, trustworthy, trustworthy people. Uh, they don't have relationships, right? Um, and when they do, it's this only because of destiny that loops them back together. Like Thor and Loki's relationship only exists because it's part of that cycle right. of, of the destiny for Loki and Thor to be involved with one another. So it did feel out of place. It did feel trite, but it also, to me, felt motivated at the same time. Yeah, I thought that the you know, the relationship building stuff worked for me. It was just some of the very specific dialogue the lo- lines, those specific lines that yeah. felt funky. Because yeah. I, I agree with you. There's all that, like, we don't know how to do this. I don't know how mm-hmm. to do this. And that is partly, like, I don't know how to do this with a woman. It's also, I don't know how to do this with myself. Yeah. And it's also, I don't know how to do this at all. And those things really played for me. It was, it was as, it, as mm-hmm. they settled down, it just felt like, we don't the the mm-hmm. idea of future is problematic for this storyline and so yeah. that was just weird to me i i agree i think the future stuff was i think i think that moment went on for too long sure i think it should have been cut for 30 seconds 30 seconds earlier i think it should have should have cut off when he put the like blanket around her yeah and that was adorable and the her joke about it what mm-hmm. is this what is this yeah the car, uh, tablecloth yeah, yeah it's so good yeah like, and that there the fact that that's there, I mean, she's transformed as an actress, as a character. Her transformation's been really pretty powerful yeah. as well. So we've seen her soften substantially right. over these couple, just couple of episodes. In the end, th- I mean, I think the acting in this is really solid. Um, and yeah, absolutely. And, and so, so I love the fact that that scene exists. And if there's anything happening right now in fanfic. It has got to be. It's Sylvia them, Loki. them, them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no question. <laughs> there's there someone is, writing some very I, nasty stuff I on Tumblr somewhere. I'm yeah. com- coming to published right on. Uh, uh, there's a Reddit yeah. forum somewhere that is not, yeah, kid friendly to read probably. Right, right, um, right. No, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I really do hope that both of these characters make it out. And I was actually a little worried that uh, Sylvie would end up either taking over the mantle of Loki at some point or would be involved in the greater MCU outside of this variancy inside the sacred timeline and uh, I didn't want that to happen but now I'm actually I would be more than okay with her uh, and them being this duo right right uh, and I you know I still need to find out I still want to know why she chooses to not go by the name Loki and I would I'm gonna make a prediction that by the end of the end of next episode by the end of the series or I guess this season. I don't know if they're doing a season two. The, I, uh, my understanding is they're doing that's, a season that's two. That's what I thought I heard too, but I wasn't sure. It's the first um, one I've heard that announced for. Right. Everything else has been like a limited a limited series. Uh, I would imagine that by the end of the next episode, by the end of this season, that she'll, she'll go by the name Loki in some way. Like she'll accept who she is because she's been denying who she is. I think part of her denying who she is has allowed her to keep this edge, right, of, mm-hmm. of she's the Loki that knows what to do and can think outside the box because she maybe hasn't identified as Loki. But at the same time, I think she's um, she's denying herself um, in some way. So I think she'll accept herself fully by the end of the next episode and, and go by Loki. Um, the, yeah. This yeah. Void World was extraordinarily well realized, like mm-hmm. visually, the color palette, everything. And I think we should just at least mention that that's something that we've yeah. seen across the board is really quality, thoughtful use of color throughout the series mm-hmm. whether it's ranging from purple right which is, well, if we remember right, is right. magic Lament- from and lamentus too right I, exactly even yeah. though it was 
in some ways like a Doctor Who episode, whatever, it, it the color palette, mm-hmm. all of that was distinct to the episode and the world that they were in. Yeah. What color was uh, was the void? It was like a very greenish gray, right? Yeah, it's like this green gray with this purple inset uh, right uh-huh. into yep. it. And if we remember, purple was the color of um, uh, Agatha's magic too, Oh, you're right. right. Oh, you're so right, yeah. And mm-hmm. color, magic color is critical yep. in the MCU. So we, pro- and ultimately that creature was life-sucking. And so there's a whole mm. lot of mm. parallel there that I th- we may see come to fruition. Ah, I didn't think about I that. I can't imagine, it, well, I just thought about it now. It, 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 the color thing's in my head. Yeah. And then it just sort of came out. Well, just the use of color in space, but even in, um, not like physical, not like not like space space, but like the physical world, mm-hmm. the physical spaces that we're in. I mean, from the purple of Lamentis to the greenish gray of the void, the purple of the magic, right. the 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 orange retro orange burnt orange of the TVA, right? Almost um, sepia, right? Yeah, and look. and the natural vibrant colors of the sacred timeline and of uh, of like Pompeii and. Right. Uh, places in like the church where the kid uh, gave them the wrapper of the kablooey like there's there's a lot of different looks um and those looks are so distinct and well crafted and it's visually they're interesting and unique like for instance these worlds all this void world did not have that same flatness it did have an emptiness to it but not the flatness that we saw in pompeii or the other traveling back in time moments this felt like a real space to me right um the and and comparing this to lamentus i really didn't love being on that world right um because i couldn't buy into it it didn't feel grounded to me right um and maybe that was purposeful it might have been purposeful because we've we've talked about the doc the whole doctor who thing Mm -hmm. right and the sci-fi and uh we felt we said it felt like a like a space outpost like a a space cowboy town right and uh it feels like you're in a video game when you're watching Mm -hmm. lamentus the um, lamentus episode but here it felt like a uh, like a real grounded space that could exist within the mcu and not not just some mythical world or some some uh sci-fi so uh i'm glad that 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 didn't fall flat for me because i would have been a little disappointed again if it didn't if it didn't carry weight like the real world does you know um where well, do you think um, where do you think this is going to go next? Mm. So w- I think we need to remember that there's a plot at the TVA that's happening mm-hmm. that we haven't really talked about because ultimately mm. its significance is limited but right. um, that there's an investigation or a not an investigation there's something going on there. Yeah. Um, you know Ms. Minutes searching for files about mm. the mm-hmm. beginning of time and the end of time and all of that that search that's taking place whether or not that's legitimate or not whether or not you know we have whether or not there's trickster activity taking place there or not it is something we need to at least recognize and that's why mobius is heading back there right yeah so mobius is on his way and i i, I think we're going to see a confrontation between Certainly. he and renslayer and somewhere in that we're going to see the culmination of d15's plot line right right because that moment actually i thought that was a really great scene between renslayer and b15 i thought it was just a clever nice way of letting us remind us where we are hear about the emotional state give these people individual character um 
in that world and that was all in that red zone and mm -hmm. red is obviously not a healthy thing right right in, right. in that world yeah. but you know we 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 start sort of there after we meet the lokis we start with sylvie and she's almost tricked and so i wonder about renslayer and her loki nature potentially like there's that in my head of so her being a loki yeah yeah because i did think about that as well during the show you mentioned that before mm -hmm. and it just seems like she certainly isn't trustworthy right does she is she backstabbing and and uh, manipulative enough to be a loki yeah. right uh, and and could well it makes me wonder like is is loki just a being or could it could you end up being a loki by choice sure right, Do you, right. could you spend enough time around a loki hunting a loki she spent enough time hunting, hunting loki, sylvie right. that she's become a loki in a right, sense that she's adopted some of that yeah, yeah. so we we're gonna see mobius and renslayer and potentially, you know, the rest of that, the crew at the TVA have an encounter. Where that goes, if that bridges its way all the way to the end of the universe or wherever we are, are going to be, mm -hmm. or if it's just resolved there, um, we'll see. Um, I know that in the trailer, this is just cheating, I guess, but in the trailer, there's a scene with Mobius in purple light that mm. we have not seen yet. Okay. And so I'm wondering if we see it, whether it's a collapse of the TVA or he moves forward. Hmm. There's going to be some, I think there's going to definitively be some encounter there so we can get resolution on what that is. On the other end, we're going to finish the Wizard of Oz story, right? Right, 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 right. We're going to find the man behind the curtain. And whoever that is, is either going to be really disappointing or really exciting. I don't know if there's, there's a middle ground. I know. there's. Well, there, the biggest the biggest chatter online is that it's Kang the Conqueror, right? And right. Uh, that he's the one pulling the strings and... Um, there's connections from him to Renslayer to you know all all of this stuff. So it's and if it is Kang the Conqueror, I'm excited. That's a great comic character. But it's also cool because the ca actor who's playing Kang the Conqueror was in Lovecraft Country oh, along okay. with B15. So like I love when that <laughs> the sort crossover of crossover yeah. of actors takes place. Um, it seems like that. I mean, it feels like it's hard for that not to be the direction they're going in, specifically because of Quantumania. Um, and based on everything I've read about Kang, um, and your connection with the Avengers, yeah. the Young Avengers, and Fantastic Four, it like just feels like it's impossible for him walk. to not be the one that that we're leading up to. But who but knows? If, who right. knows what they're gonna do? I don't if it's Kang, they can't win though. They can't beat him. No, I don't. I don't foresee anybody winning at the end of the show. You know, I see them. I see there being an escape of some sort. I see them. I see them gaining control over their their path, and. Uh, I don't see them. I don't see them winning. I. Th I mean, this show really, honestly, just needs to end with a cliffhanger, especially if there's a season two. No, right. What we've seen from the other two shows, right, is they're a standalone series, so it has to wrap up. Right. What this show can do differently is it can it can cliffhang, right? Yeah. It can tease uh, where the other shows couldn't. So, I I do think we're going to see some kind of major cliffhanger, something some kind of thing where we're going to say, crap, now I got to wait a whole year. Or more for this show to come out. Yeah, who knows how long and, it'll take uh, for another Or one we'll to come see, out. Or, you know, we'll see the resolution in in another Marvel right. film. Right, it doesn't switch us into know, the other property. I I don't know. Like that's the thing with this is that this is, this is this has never really existed before where you have television shows lining up in the same timeline in the same universe as theatrical releases. Right, in in a in a continuum in as opposed timeline. to uh, an yeah. extension of right. Right. So you have movies that culminate or complete 
something, but very seldomly do we jump out to film and back into uh, into, into show, television. Yeah, so I think the X Files tried to do that. I just don't know how. I mean, it, I think they can do it well. I just don't know when it's going to happen. You you just never know when they're going right. to drop out of and leave leave a show on a cliffhanger and pick it up in the next mm -hmm. film. I just you just have no. I just have no idea. Yeah, I firmly doubt my concerns about the timeline concept are going to be resolved. Yeah, you're out. not going to have any. I, any I don't think I'm going to have <laughs> any satisfaction. Because yeah. I still can't figure out how Alligator grew up at all <laughs> if it was a Loki. Like, I don't, I, this timeline thing, and I, I just don't, I mean, I've looked online for people talking about it. No one's talking about it. Um, so huh. at some point, maybe I'll do my angry YouTube we, I think we, we just need to discuss that maybe more uh, and just come up with just some possibilities. Just come up with our own episode yeah. and do that. Yeah, because yeah, it may not matter the physical form of Loki. It may, it oh, may, it may be the impact he has on the universe I, as a whole. I just need to know how they're, not, how they're all existing at once. They're, the, the classic Loki created the made the problem even worse for me right but we can do that later i don't want to <laughs> harp on it now we have black yeah. widow to see tonight yeah. anyway so um so anyway uh I, i'm really happy with this episode yeah. yeah this made the series stronger for me across for the board. sure for sure i think this is a great series i'm excited to watch the last episode next week and uh i um i'm i'm just i'm just really excited for marvel as a whole um a little concerned about walking into black widow here in a second right. we'll see based on some of the stuff coming out but uh, overall, I think I think this is a really solid series, and, uh, and thematically, it's said some it's great things, yeah, right? Like and it's this idea, beautifully shot, and, right. and everything. And but yes, thematically, there's a lot of. I need to rewatch all of it because yeah. this is a, this is a story that you now that you've seen the end, mm -hmm. you can go back and rewatch with some fresh eyes and catch some new things and right. uh, experience it in a whole different way. Yeah, and I, I think that as we look at the three series across the board, each of them has spoken to a different sort of part of mm -hmm. the MCU that you can't delve in deep enough when you're rushing through a movie to a yeah. climax to yeah. a big set piece or whatever it may be. And that's great. It it's takes good its time. Yeah, yeah. and we get to see like redemption or growth or character development, all of those things that are yeah. really great. All right, well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Ragging Focus podcast. Uh, please connect with us uh, on uh, wherever we are. Where well, do we, we exist? We, listen, so at rackingfocuspodcast.com, <laughs> we have we have done an update where it's almost completely updated. Almost, yeah. Uh, it's it's coming along. We're just a couple episodes back. Uh, Squarespace, who does not sponsor us, uh, deleted a whole pile of work I did last week, and so <laughs> it'll be done before next week. Um, and you can actually go now and you can start to find our Marvel stuff in a specific zone unto itself so you can track through these series. So if you've just discovered us with Loki and you want to go back and you want to learn how we, when we talked about Scarlet uh, uh, Vision and Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Vision WandaVision. WandaVision. <laughs> uh, see, Vision and Scarlet Witch is the name of the comic. It's all my problem. Or uh, Captain America <laughs> and the White Wolf. Yes, Wh whichever you episode the right, the right terms. <laughs> you want to watch, you can go and find them there. You can actually listen to them online there or you can go and subscribe. Um, and uh, I understand that Apple and uh, uh, Spotify are adding new components where you could donate to people. So oh, really? if you go there and we are legitimately available to that, we could help mm -hmm. support us. But the real you can really support us is by leaving a review. Give us five stars so people notice us. And then underneath that, you can write whatever the heck you want about what we're doing and follow us on Instagram and learn what movies we love because we are really engaging in Instagram with sharing both our thoughts as well as the reviews. 
You've said it all. I don't know what else to say. Or I know you that. usually so that do that, so I just no. That was good because I I'm so hot that my brain isn't working <laughs> properly because we're sitting in the car in 97 degree heat with the windows down with almost no air yeah, movement. There's no air movement. Anyway, let's go into the cold theater and enjoy Black Widow. Stay tuned for that review coming later this week. Yeah, or next or next week. Next week. It's just, next ju- week. you know what? Just subscribe to us wherever right. you get your podcast, and you'll know when it comes up. And it'll drop. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus podcast. 